Hello, Christina. How are you doing? And you're very welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, Aidan. Thanks for having me on it. No problem. No problem at all. Thanks very much for coming on and telling us your story. So um, tell us a bit about yourself and your involvement in um, in the St. Vincent de Paul and alone. And of course, uh, uh, you, you performed I Want to Hold Your Hand by uh, the Beatles as well. Can you tell us all about that? Yeah, um, so um, it's an initiative that started um, a couple of months back. I, um, I'm working myself as a nurse and uh, with all of what was going on with the pandemic and working on working during it, um, I was happening to be going to work one morning and a Beatles song, I Want to Hold Your Hand, came on. And it, obviously it's a fairly, you know, lively number and... Um, I found myself getting really upset listening to it yeah. and anyway um, kind of on reflection and stuff I realized that the reason that was happening for me was because um the way we nurse has changed like so much and probably will struggle to go back to even that way for a long time you know not being able to reach out not being able to hold hands you know if somebody is coming to the end of life or is in need of a hug or just sometimes there's things basically that words cannot cannot cover and sometimes um being able to reach out to someone in a different way is 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 often helpful and suddenly we're not even able to do that and I just I suppose I was finding that more and more in work that you were gowned up you were you were really pretty much looking like um you know like something out of a sci-fi movie uh seeing patients you know and not even able to no part the personable stuff had really been cut so in all of that I, I just felt this kind of inspiration come to me about maybe maybe if I feel this way about this song maybe other people might feel this way too if they heard it in a different version and maybe yeah. you know maybe we could do something good out of this I'd be the kind of person anyway that you know for every kind of sad or negative feeling that might come I would automatically go to counterbalance it with some positivity so I, my go-to was like well how can I make the best out of this do you know so maybe there's something plus I just you know felt divinely guided to kind of go with that you know so I yeah. um I put it out to friends and uh I kind of thought they might just laugh at me and go oh is this another one of your mad notions fair play to you but actually, <laughs> actually, no, they were like, oh, my God, that's a great idea. And it's so moving yeah. and it's so real. And I'm like, do you really think so? You don't think I'm actually after just losing the plot altogether? So they supported yeah. me. My closer friends were really, really inspiring and very, they very much um, encouraged me to, yeah, you know, you can do this. So and we'll help you do this. So I reached out then to different people. I was having some music lessons myself. So I took the opportunity to ask um, my music teacher about um, about you know what she felt about it and of course you know she was equally as inspired as I was and you know she's part of a band herself so was only delighted to to help out which was again you know going back to the di divinely inspired it almost felt like I met the right people at the right time so very long story short through gathering of people both people I knew and then word of mouth telling them to ask anybody they know who would like to be involved or be that singing or be that just helping me put it together you know put it out there and so ended up with a group of fabulous 40 people and um they have been amazing and everybody sang this version of the song 
that I had asked for in their own homes and they sent the recording to me with um, a picture of themselves and um, kindly Future Fears, which is the name of the amazing band in Dublin that um, helped me put this together. They um, did the, the editing and the, the, the programming that's required to put the song together as a video. Um, and then um, we got some, you know, more high profile people to, to get involved and to kind of help move it and, and make it, I suppose, more appealing to people. So um, Johnny Ward, who happens to have been in Fair City and Love Hate, has kindly donated his time. He's very, um, it's very musically, um, he, he's got so much musical talent, like, you know, and he um, has been in many musicals. And so he's offered his skills and talents to it. And then we've got some local musicians as well in it. So Carmen McDermott is, for example, is singing in it. And Olivia Douglas is singing in it. And Regina um, McDermott is, um, sorry, Regina McDermott is singing in it as well. So, you know, so we've been blessed that local talent has picked it up as well and that people have just been so willing to get involved um, um from the get-go i wanted if we were raising money i wanted to make a difference to people on the ground because i've seen it from both sides um from being a patient uh, you know for patients in the hospital or in the community but this has been such a terrifying experience for anyone who's sick at the moment you know and um, the fear of going to hospital the fear of the reef repercussions of not going to hospital with COVID-19 lurking around the corner for us all you know and then I have yeah. sick people at home myself so I understand from a patient's perspective or a family perspective what it's like to be fearful of somebody getting sick belonging to you and you know possibly not doing very well in all of that so um, I really wanted it to help the people who are isolated in um, I suppose Ireland but like obviously rural Ireland so I, that's why I picked St Vincent de Paul because I know they financially help out so many people and um, alone Ireland because they particularly help out the elderly population that are isolated and 100% of the donations to both of those charities are 100% to the to the people on the ground so that was very important to me and uh, both charities have been very very good to me and very helpful and St Vincent de Paul in particular has been very supportive to me doing this so yeah that's it and I suppose really from from uh, from your point of view there's a there's a lot of a lot of strands really because I suppose from, from your work as a, as a nurse you see all sorts of people you see people people recovering people you know in the last stages of their life uh, you know, bef before the pandemic, I suppose that was, uh, you know, tragic enough. And as mm. I was there with my mum as well, she she passed away, and that that's kind of to tough on the family. But it's also yeah. it's also tough on the nurses, and that's kind of in a normal situation. But now yeah. with uh, COVID nineteen, you know, it's a far worse a far worse um, experience for families that ha have a loved one that's ill Absolutely. or in the final stages of their their lives so I suppose from that point of view it's it's even tougher because you know the family can't be with their their loved one that's uh, you know in the final stages and uh, you know there can't be that many people around it's just purely close family so and you, so you're seeing them from all all angles and I suppose it's out of a tragic situation came this kind of positive positive thing where you know you could do something to make a difference like you know, yeah. the song that obviously I just said there, it struck a chord with you. 
And I think that music has that effect on people as well. Uh, even though it's a kind of a happy-go-lucky kind of song, there are there are kind of um, messages or little yeah. sentences in it um, that, that kind of strike a chord. But, uh, you know, it, it is nice that something out of something tragic like COVID-19 and people passing away, there, there is this... Uh, some, something constructive and something that ca- something positive to come out of it. Exactly. And I mean, during the time that I was inspired to do that, I had been looking after people who, you know, were very isolated, you know, because of COVID-19. You know, you are right, like there is not so much in the way of visitors or people permitted. But then also travel was res- was restricted and is restricted. And that has detrimental effects on the grieving process for people and being the you know the I suppose the anticipatory grief that comes with that if you if you were in normal circumstances if you were living in Dublin and somebody belonging to you was really sick you know you'd have all the complications of getting time off work and traveling down and being down in time and you know having having the time to spend with your person but you know in these circumstances it's a flat out no you can't travel you can if you come in self you can only spend a certain amount of time you pretty much have to be sure that you've not been in contact for COVID-19 and rightly so these things those things are in place to protect everybody you know it's you know they they, yeah. they are very, they, they are protecting everyone. Like, I want to be clear on that. The guidelines are there because they work, you know, and I've seen that. Yeah. But on the flip side of that is you have severe isolation when it comes to people being sick. And then we're, we are, haven't even seen the effect this is going to have on grieving and the grieving process. The Irish culture is phenomenal when it comes to grieving and bereavement and the support after somebody you love dies. And that, unfortunately, has been swiped out from under of us in, in just like that, in a breath, you know. And we, I think we took it for granted as a culture how good we did we did do death and dying, you know. And I worked in England for a period of time and I seen the stark contrast. So I know for sure it's something we do amazingly well. And now that has been taken away and that's going to have, that's going to reap its, its effect for for years from now, years from now, we're going to be finding people with complicated problems because of losing someone during these times. And that's why I want to hold your hand sticks out for me and for many people, because there's so many people out there who want to hold somebody's hand for, for some reason. It may not necessarily because someone's sick or dying. It could be that you're an elderly person at home and you haven't seen anybody because no one can come into you and, and nobody, you're not mm. seeing your grandchildren. A lady today was on the phone telling me, you know, that she does, she can't see her grandkids because they're in Dublin. So she hasn't seen them in nearly over a year and, you know, things like that. Like, and for her, that's a huge loss, you know? And so like, it may not mm. even be about being sick, you know, just that, that I want to hold your hand. There is so there is just so much of that that is applicable to any place. Um, people in nursing homes, people in the hospital, ourselves, you know, there's people that we'd love to be able to hug or hold a hand. So I think it just struck such a chord because those words like are, you know, the song itself is more about somebody trying to tell someone how much they want to be with them. And I feel that that is yeah. still that core part of the song um, is still there. You know, we really do need human connection. And unfortunately, in order to stay safe and stay uh, and stay alive, we need to not have human connection right now. And, and that's very difficult across the globe. That's very difficult. So. 
that's it. That's it. And I suppose being a nurse as well, like you, you have your um, your colleagues uh, where, where you work. Where, where do you work? I'm by working the way? at Sligo University Hospital. Yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, do you want to give a shout out to oh, your, your, uh, your <laughs> Thank colleagues? Thank you so there? much. I will, of course. <laughs> I'd love to say um, hello to all in oncology and hematology. Um, anyone that might be listening. Um, they're a fabulous group and in fairness I have to say I'm only new to Sligo University Hospital I only started in October and I have to say like all staff there they're just I can't speak highly enough of them all everyone I have met there is just fabulous they're a great they're a great team um, in general and the oncology and hematology team in particular obviously I have a bias but they're all fabulous so hello to them all and just to my prior colleagues in the Roscommon Palliative Care team as well and the Mayo Palliative Care team they're um, I've worked with some seriously good um, people. I can say that to you in any way. <laughs> that's, that's good. I suppose being, being a nurse too, it's kind of like being a member of a team because, you know, obviously when you, when you play any sport, mm. you're kind of, you become very close to your teammates. And in a nursing situation, in normal times, kind of like I said earlier on, is, you know, it's there, there's a togetherness. But I suppose with all that went on with COVID as well, and when you see what's happening in the hospital scene, you know, it kind of brings you, it brings all you, all you together as nurses, yeah. like, you know, you become closer as well. But I suppose when, when you go home to your family, then it's, it, it's, um, it kind of gives a new perspective on things as well, because you, you see it during the day and then you're kind of maybe not that you don't appreciate your family and friends anyway, but you see it Definitely. in a different, you see them in a way, they, they're nearly kind of more, more precious if you know what I mean and uh, you know that that's kind that's of so you know that that's important as well yeah, isn't it? I mean definitely uh, you know working in healthcare it definitely gives you you know great perspective on life you know and great value for what you do have in your life great gratitude you know so um you know there's obviously all there's different trials and tribulations that come with, with working on the front line no matter whether that's in healthcare or whatever at the moment especially obviously but really it does give you a, a sense of gratitude for everybody and everything that's in your life too that's it and of course um you know it, it is it is a very caring profession and and everyone is um you know, every, everyone has such high respect. And I suppose, you know, as nurses as well, like, you know, there's doctors, nurses, uh, you know, there's a lot of people in the health prof in the health profession as well that are, um, you, know, you know, they're kind of very weary. There's a lot of nurses, unfortunately, get it, and doctors, I suppose, as well, and yeah. that, that are, seem to be getting it. And it, yeah. it's, um, you know, I'd to see it. But, the, you know, that, that that's a testament to people like yourselves that, you know, in this hard times, you're you're actually put you are actually putting your lives on the line, like for for the patients, and I'm sure the the patients appreciate that do, as well. Yeah. And of course, what are your thoughts as well now with this uh, with the COVID uh, injection, the the COVID vaccine? Um, that that's you know, I suppose in a lot of ways that's a, that's a, a positive thing, yeah. and uh, that's been rolled out generally first of all, and then working, you know, the healthcare workers and things like that, and then down then to the the normal everyday person shall we say yeah well I, I mean anything that can benefit us you know it's worth it's worth trying I mean obviously everyone will have their own opinions on vaccines you know and um, but just commenting from my, on my own opinion you know I haven't yet been vaccinated so I can't really tell anybody what it's like as such but what I will say is that you know when you are when you are in an, in an at-risk group and when or if you have if you are working 
where you're at risk, higher risk of exposure, or just the fact that we all want to get back to normal life. We have to take whatever opportunity comes, I guess, to, to make that happen. And, you know, that, that would be my opinion, but obviously everybody and every person will have their own kind of, I suppose, experience and opinion to that. But, you know, as healthcare workers, really, we have a duty of care to, to have the vaccine when it does come available to us, you know. That's it. And it's it's, uh, nice, it's nice to have that as well. And, uh, you know, as you said, uh, in Sligo Hospital, and I suppose in, in hospitals all over the country, uh, you know, all the nurses and doctors and medical medical people and that are are sticking together. And, and uh, you know, there's great there's great work being done uh, nationwide yeah. as well. But uh, I suppose the great thing about this um, the, this song was, I suppose, like yourself, like, you know, everyone does kind of marathons for this charity and something else for that charity. It's kind of about wanting to do something positive in, in, in a bad yeah. situation, obviously, a bad situation being COVID. And I suppose that that was the inspiration for you doing um, doing this song. And I suppose, you know, it, it is um, as I just said earlier on, it, it does have that. It is a kind of a, a cheery song, but there's poignant moments yeah. in, in the song as well. And we have done a slower version. I mean, we've tried. My biggest thing was that the song would be meaningful, you know, that it wasn't. Um, yeah. You know, because the original song obviously has its own has its own connotations, and it's a fabulous song, you know. But uh, we, I did, we did take yeah. it down a, a notch or two because of it, the fact that it, it it's, it's, it has got so, a different kind of meaning for for us. And I guess you know, my biggest thing really was that, you know, I wanted people to. I wanted to touch people in the way that the song had touched me in the yeah. sense that, you know, for a person out there listening that might have somebody very sick and has them, you know, being looked after by healthcare professionals or that, for them to know that we genuinely do care, you know, that it does affect us. It probably doesn't affect us as much in the sense that if you have somebody at home and they're sick, I can't even pretend to imagine how hard going or how awful that is. But the fact that I can't hold your hand and tell you, you know, and, and give you that physical reassurance that, that it's going to be okay or that I'm here for you. The fact that I have to come in dressed up like, you know, in all of this gear and you can hardly see my face, let alone know what's going to happen. Yeah. That, that I do care about that. And we do collectively as healthcare professionals care. We do come away from those situations and go, this is awful, like that poor person. You know, we've had to come in here and we couldn't even touch yeah. them. We couldn't even, we had to stand at a distance. And, you know, like it, it did, but it does bother us. And, and and that's why we try and do our very best to be as personable as we can, given our circumstances of trying to keep you safe, you know. And then the other way around then as well, in the sense that, you know, we, I wanted people to know that, that it's actually really hard if you were sick and you have nobody there for you. And I, I looked, I looked after a lot of different examples I can give you, but like, I, you know, you see patients at home and on their own. A gentleman had lost his wife and he was terminally ill himself. And he's totally on his own and people can't call to him freely because of COVID-19. And he's hugely isolated. People like that really stick in my heart because I think how awfully sad, you know, you've lived a, a life where you've worked really hard and you've done as much for, for the people around you as you can. And then because of COVID-19, only one person can come to you and when they do they can't stand too close to you and they have to leave everything in a safe place and wipe it down and you know so sterile 
must be so difficult and you're after losing your life partner of like 60 years and and then you're you're having to face this you know so people like that are what inspired me to do this because I wanted people like that to know they are not alone and even if I can't physically be there maybe somebody can like charity alone Ireland who does reach out to older people in the community for free and uh, St Vincent de Paul who do help people out who are in dire circumstances at home and that's that was huge for me that those people had some arm of support even if it wasn't mine that's it and I suppose really if, if you were to offer like advice and help or kind of, you, you know, be, be reassuring. What are the sort of things you would recommend or, or say to, we say a helpful thing or helpful advice that you could give uh, the listeners? Oh, <laughs> that's a good one, Aidan. <laughs> um, <laughs> practice what you preach, isn't that what they say? Like, I mean, I need to probably be doing some of this myself. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I would probably be saying to people, you know, to to reach out I suppose I'm trying you know I'm trying to think of all age groups and everything so the main thing is is that no matter how alone you feel you you really aren't and sometimes telling somebody else how you are feeling will often not only help you open up and and put it out there but also the other person may actually go do you know I've been feeling like that myself or similar for the last while I'm so glad you mentioned it because I thought it was abnormal and I didn't realize it and suddenly there's a commonality god actually I don't feel so bad because you know everybody is actually getting feeling like this so you know reach out don't be afraid to say nothing you can say can surely be that that um that something that nobody's ever heard of before I mean COVID-19 has changed the world for everybody no matter what our circumstances are um and then obviously St Vincent de Paul like I don't have their contact line to hand but St Vincent de Paul and Alone are excellent charities who do support and who do bring people back Alone Ireland you know supports an older community so like if you have a, a grandparent or a parent that is very isolated and you aren't living in the same area and you're not in their bubble and you can't see them, reach out to someone like St. Vincent de Paul or alone to, to support them while, while you can't be there. And support each other, be kind to each other. You know, when somebody's having a bad day, particularly now, I would say this anyway, but particularly in the current climate, sometimes that's okay like because you just don't, do not know by looking at somebody what the stress is that they are under just because they're snappy with you this very moment doesn't mean that they were you know that they were trying to be snappy with you or that they haven't got something underlying going on that is actually the reason they're feeling snappy so you know take a deep breath and know that that person probably has their own stuff going on and be supportive and kind to each other and obviously and just the last thing wash your hands and stay at home where possible um because what and social distance exactly. and wear masks. Doing that keeps everybody safe. And we there see that every day. So Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Like it's something that I'm aware of too. Um as a as a sports therapist, you kinda have to be very everything has exactly. to be hygienic, washing your hands when you're dealing with people and, and having the masks and having the social distance and then all the health and safety exactly. things and then that, that that things like that give give other people confidence especially like when you're a health professional or doing something like what i'm doing exactly and you're physically treating people them. like yourself yeah yeah that, that's and, it well listen thanks very much for taking the time out is there anything else you'd like to say um, um before you no i um, just want to give a shout out to all the the 40 fabulous people that were have were involved in in the working of this song and just um 
it is on YouTube. If anybody wants to put in, I want to hold your hand. And um, the link for all the donations and everything are in on the YouTube um, um, description as well. Um, I really appreciate some you just going online and just even liking it and sharing it, just in a way of moving the song around because you never know um, where it goes. Then you know, so even just giving us a chance to listen to us mm -hmm. is great. And I have to say, I, I uh, watched the video on YouTube oh, as you? well. Uh, you know, Veronica sent it on to me, and I, I thought it was very well done and very well put together. And uh, so, come here. When is the next song coming out? Or have you another song? Well, uh, we're trying uh, to think of sequels, but uh, I'll keep that under the lid for now. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There you go. You're waiting for it. You're waiting for a record date. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for having me there, on. There you go. Welcome for any for any uh, people looking for uh, any recording companies looking for uh, for a good singer. Well, there you've, uh, you've I was going there to say and, you, there might be thirty nine, maybe because I'm not a great singer myself. But yeah, oh, uh, you could be a backing yeah. singer. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. Uh, thanks very much for doing that, uh, Christina, and we look forward to hearing you again soon when when you have. Uh, <laughs> Song number two, and who knows before you know, there might be an album. That's it, you never know. I leave that to the experts, I think, and stick to what I know, which is nursing. <laughs> but thank you so much, Aiden, for having me well, on. Sure so, so tell, tell, uh, tell everyone in uh, all the nurses uh, and uh, medical staff in uh, the Sligo University Hospital that we you. all we all uh, send them our very best and say well done for all the hard work that you're thank doing. Thank you so much, moment. Aiden, and just a big shout out to my family at home. Um, Noreen and Gabriel oh, and Sean and Park. Just say hello to them while while I'm there. That's it. And to yeah. And I hope they're keeping thank well you. and safe. And you had a good Christmas. And uh, hopefully you'll have a, uh, a great thank New you. Year and as well. To and hopefully it won't be long before all this tips again. That's and it. you know a bit of positivity. Exactly. All right. No problem. We're staying Thanks together. To, we're and, uh, we're we, staying apart to come together. That's that's how. It, yeah. Exactly. That's and that's a very good yeah. phrase. <laughs> Listen, thank you, you so much. God bless. Take care. Bye now. Bye bye. No problem.